Mahomes is all the rage, and I think we've been very vocal about the fact that you know our listening Patty base Mahomes. is pretty dominant <laughs> Kansas th- City fans. Yeah, buddy. I, it was a we almost came this close to actually talking about the other sexy Patrick out there, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So close. just want to let everyone know. So that. close. So, so close. close. So close. If we had so a close. little bit more of a Tampa Bay base audience, <laughs> we jump right on that. <laughs> but unfortunately, we do not. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite. You guys are so lucky. Dynamite episode 30 coming at your way. Our podcast got old enough to buy a drink, old enough to ride a car, and now it's old enough to be like, hey, I used to be in my 20s. I'm not anymore. And that's where we're at. Exactly. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, uh, thanks for giving me that bedroom in the basement, brother. I had a really good time. Most awesome. Yeah. Oh, I miss you already, Brandana. I, I wish I could partner. be there. We had we had a lot. Of, we had a now lot of fun. Yeah, now you're in this tight little box, just this little <laughs> tiny little square that I look at, and it's it's pot as usual, bros. And I see that Vikings helmet in the background. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh, it's a rough time. I'm to, loving it. it. Anything to distract me off of this, whatever this dumpster fire of a game has to be. With the I got it on over here a little bit. I'm gonna not let it take my attention and something to cheer me up, which is please don't Podney with my pot partner. Uh, yeah, so please find us on iTunes, MAB Sports. Uh, you can search that. Let a friend know. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. You can send us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. We have a chock-full episode 30 for you guys. Real quick, I want to know, though, because I don't like cutting this out. We are going to try to still keep it at the hour of power, but most awesome. How was your week, brother? It is. It was excellent. Uh a little bit sad after you left, but yeah, I want to yeah. keep it tight for the audience. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, we'll give them the rundown oh, yeah. real fast. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing Josh Gordon to the Pats. We're going to hit a little MAB inbox. Return to that. We get a, a good email about a little Mahomes email, which is appropriately sent and makes sense for our listening base. We're going to do uh, a new segment, a little game we're introducing. I think Most Awesome got a little pissed off about how I score the Neapolitan Showdown, so this game can literally speak for itself. We're doing Mab Degrees of Separation. That's right. We're going to talk about two different people uh three different rounds on how we get from one to the other uh we're figuring it out as we go uh it's gonna be a lot of fun doing the neapolitan showdown oh something i want to do for a while top scorsese movies i'm gonna That's battle it. that out uh and then we'll wrap up with the gambling corner we're gonna talk a little bit about the fan duel fuck up and then end as we always do with our mvp of the week Beautiful. Damn. I like it. This no is... time to waste. No, no AirBud or AirPods or mm. anything like that mm. to, to waste. Let's bring them to the jams. Extra, extra. Read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. Josh Gordon to the Pats. Why are we doing this, brother? Yes. <laughs> oh, we are doing this because the maligned receiver from Cleveland, uh, they moved on from him. He was uh, allegedly tweaked his hammy in a uh, non-team-related event. Sure. And so the uh, the Browns uh, front office said, hey, 
this is too much. We're trading them. And they traded them to the New England Patriots for uh, what will be a fifth-round pick, most likely. There's some conditions on it, but at, at the top of the trade, it's sounding like it's a fifth-round pick. I did see that. Yeah, they get a seventh-round pick back in that 2019 draft if Josh Gordon uh, doesn't complete 10 games or is inactive for right. 10 games. Right. So, right. Uh, right. yeah, so this is, you know, this is typical – Patriots, not bullshit. They're they're always up for taking a flyer. They're always up for kind of taking a little bit of maybe someone that's hard to handle and trying to show them the Patriots way. Sometimes it works out, aka Randy Moss. Sometimes it doesn't. A little like Hainsworth activity, but it seems low risk, high reward. Yeah, totally. I mean, a, a fifth round pick. If you're giving up a fifth round pick, it's very uh, unlikely that they're going to be a, a superstar or at least the caliber talent that, say, Josh Gordon is. Yeah. Most likely that fifth-round pick is going to be a special teamer or a role player. Um, so, yeah, it's totally worth it. I mean, if he doesn't play 10 games and they get a little something back. But historically, the Patriots have uh, tended to always trade down and trade their picks back. So, uh, you know, it's it's no skin off their nose to, to acquire a talent like Gordon. All right. Does Gordon work out in New England? Uh, I think potentially yes. I mean, I think he he adds exactly what they what they need, which is a deep ball threat. You have Hogan. You will have Edelman coming back. Um, they're going to work, you know, the little quick routes and all the little, uh, you know, uh, trickier plays. You've got Gronk over the middle, and they need a, a deep ball threat. They've had it in Cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had it in other wide receivers. The biggest difference between, you know, some of the deep ball threats that they've had is Gordon is a big physical receiver. Yeah. Uh, highlighted in that Steelers game, he went up there and took it away. Tyra Taylor lofted one up there and went up there and got it. And so that's what uh, that's what they're looking for. They need a little bit of a playmaker on offense. I guess this big thing is, like, all we're looking at really is if he can stay on the field. But so I, I don't know if I'm sold on the Patriots being able to take advantage of that talent. Did you feel like Cooks was utilized to, like, his maximal capabilities when he was there in New England? I, I, I had him on my fantasy team last year. Yeah. I think he was. I, I think they um, – I, I don't know. I think he was a little bit smaller of a guy than they were looking for. I think they had a lot of small, speedy guys like Philip Dorsett. You yeah. know, Edelman's not a big guy. Hogan's a little bit of a bigger guy, but he's not a big physical receiver. Right. He's not a red zone threat. So I think that they they were, you know, they, they they could only get Cooks into so many deep ball positions, and he's really kind of a, a one-speed guy, Cooks is. He, he turns the afterburners on, and he's gone. And Brady in his older years – He's got a little bit of trouble on the deep ball. He can't get it downfield. Yeah. And I don't know if it was it was kind of like it was uh, you know, it had too much you know, Cooks had too much speed and and they look looking for someone for a little less speed and a little bit more size and playmaking <laughs> yeah. ability. Don't don't get down the field so fast. Relax, brother. Relax. Come here. <laughs> yeah, right, Take your time. Right, exactly. Take your time. Uh okay, so I, I think the good thing about this relationship also why it seems low risk to me is Gordon isn't like, you know, it's hard to get him on the field, but he's not like, he's not that cancer in the locker room, right? Like, that's not, that's not his thing. That's not his issue. Like, it, it's to me, there's no like really, you know, quote unquote character issues with him. It's more of that off the field, like real life addiction stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't heard any, uh, and you know, if you're chalking it up to like Des Bryant type personality or tirades on the sideline or, yep. you know, getting into it with team officials, yeah, there's, there's definitely, 
none that I've heard of or none that I'm aware of. So it is one of those things where it's, yeah, it's more of a off the field, his, you know, his, uh, his his wellness with addiction and 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 treating that and uh i did find it a little interesting i was like I, I'm, I'm surprised that they had gone so long and dealt with so much for from gordon that i i wonder if there's a little something deeper that'll come out maybe at the end of the season as to yeah. why you know tweaking the hammy in a non-team event was all of a sudden the, the this is our our yeah the you know, straw that broke we, the camel's we, back we yeah it was, yeah it seemed it exactly. seemed a little weird it, it seemed like they already kind of hopefully and for his sake and not diving into his personal shit but you know like what other human being wouldn't root for another human being to like kind of come out the other end on that you know better than right. they started and and it just see, it seemed like a lot of the heavy heavy shit was kind of in his rearview mirror so it's just like well this is why you put up with everything right cleveland and you put up with everything to get him healthy on the field and as we seem so close to that and this is just seemed like a like a rubber band reaction like a just like a quick like all right get now get the fuck out so i'm, I'm kind of wondering what that is like you know in my I, yeah i, I don't want to poke around and like guess too much i just you know i i'm thinking it's more than just like you know a tweaked hamstring <laughs> like obviously and i think you're on the same page Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, and, and only time will tell on that. So it'll be very interesting. But, uh, but I mean, the the Browns they they rallied and and won on Thursday night. I mean, they mm. they got behind. They had a little mm. our our boy, our boy, our boy Baker, Baker Madfield. Madfield. <laughs> He's yeah. out there making plays, and uh, you know, Hugh Jackson in in the most Hugh Jackson way, talking about if he doesn't know who his starter will be on, uh, on, on next week. Uh, although it just got leaked this morning that, uh, it will be Baker Madfield. I mean, so it, it, luck, it has to be right. Yeah. Good luck to you. Uh, bigger, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, our starting quarterback of this podcast, Baker Madfield, uh, and Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Not, it still kind of didn't have look. He, I mean, he looked like shit. <laughs> he looked like shit on Thursdays. Yeah, he didn't he looked look like great. shit all year. Yeah. But does not, but does, I mean, uh, from the gambling corners pr- perspective, does this give us a, a little hope for our, our yeah, deep, deep, I think it does. Our deep sleeper pick. I, think I it like does it. Too. Yeah. I think seeing a lot of those other AFC teams, I think real fast, we won't dive into it too much. Uh, cause we're always up against it. Cause the hour of power. Thanks a lot. Audience. You did this to us. <laughs> you made us do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, uh, Denver and Miami is kind of on my radar a little bit. And obviously like Cincy who I had like super yeah. low, but it would be, it'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Okay, uh, last one, just real fast before we leave this segment. Give me Josh Gordon's stat line for the New England Patriots this year. Ooh, um, I think he's going to go for... And how many games does he play? Yeah, so we're in week three right now. I think he suits up for tonight against the Lions. Uh, I'm going to go 60 catches... uh, 950 yards and six touchdowns all right uh oh that's good you're that's why you're the best that's why you are the talent that seems <laughs> right on the money i want to take uh i will just officially so we can do this i will take the i'll take the over on that uh I'll take the over i'm gonna take the okay. over yeah i like it. all right buddy uh let's jump into the inbox mab inbox i uh, got a good email this week talking a little bit Mahomes is all the rage, and I think we've been very vocal about the fact that you know our listening Patty base Mahomes. is pretty dominant I, I, Kansas I, I, City fans. Yeah, buddy. 
Uh, it was a. We almost came this close to actually talking about the other sexy Patrick out there, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So close. Just want to let everyone know. So that. close. So, so close. close. So close. If we had so a close. little bit more of a Tampa Bay base audience, <laughs> we jump right on that. <laughs> but unfortunately, we do not. So we'll be talking a little Mahomes. Uh, so a couple things called out in this email. Uh, Let's tackle Thanks for the email, guys. You guys can always email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. The sports plural. We love reading on the air. We love kind of you guys guiding the show and make us think a little bit. And this one will do that. Uh, two questions coming in this email. It's should the Chicago Bears regret passing on Mahomes? And what would the trade be if the Chiefs decided to trade Mahomes and Tyreek Hill together? What would that combination get back? Let's tackle this one at a time. Talk me through a little bit about this draft, the situations. Right, yeah. I mean, I think coming out of it, um, that that draft, I mean, there was a handful. I mean, just, just in, in the, the couple of years we've been very QB heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think Mitch Trubisky was the highest rated quarterback Mitchell, right? coming out. Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, you're right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and so, um, it's one of those things where he was coming out of North Carolina. Now he had limited stats, but he was kind of that big size arm strength played for power conference. And you just, um, you had some, some questions on, on who they were going to go with. Um, you obviously had Mahomes coming out in that draft as well too, which, was from Texas Tech, was a very system-oriented quarterback and had some, you know, question marks as, as any as any uh, quarterbacks had. Now, the thing is, is that um, the, the Bears and the 49ers were engaged in a trade early on, and the Bears moved up to get, uh, to, to get Mitchell Trubisky. However, dating back to the, that 2016 season, uh, 2016 season, excuse me, had the Bears, when they played the 49ers, just lost. I think it was in like week 16 or week 17, they would have just gotten the second pick overall. That's really and funny. The 49ers, so they beat they beat they the were, team and, that they had to trade to to get where they originally wanted to be. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's one of those things where um, had they just lost, they would have gotten that number two overall pick basically on the, on the I think, on the, 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 the records. Um, so... They ended up trading and giving up some assets, and I think the 49ers were already on on page for taking Solomon Thomas. I think they had looked at, you know, potentially, uh, you know, waiting and sitting on that QB, and then, um, you know, so they took him at two, and then they moved up, uh, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs moved up with the Bills and traded and got up to tenth and got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, leapfrogging the Houston Texans who took Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. um, at 12. And then uh, I'm trying to think of any other. I think that's really it in terms of quarterbacks from that. So was it um, was it a – yeah, so, did the Bears fuck up or is it just like, you know, you just fucking can't tell? You can't, you can't tell because as, as much as, as Mahomes is a, is a talent, um, Trubisky had to come out and play year one. Okay. Yeah. And did not have the assets around him and the, you know, just having the on the job training that Mahomes did. Um, not saying that historically it'll bear out that, um, that it won't be the, you know, it, it would be the wrong call still. But I mean, just initially, they're just going, if you're measuring like, hey, I've got, you know, I'm John Fox, I've got this, you know, 
team that I have. I've got a solid defense. I'm building for the future. This is a guy that fits my offense. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, a solid quarterback. The Mahomes kid's got an unbelievably strong arm, but you know, there were his questions on accuracy and interceptions and all that other stuff. Now, what you're not evaluating is, is like, all right, well, I'm going to take him and I'm going going to sit him, you know, and mm. not play him or not be, be challenged to play him because they weren't going to, they weren't going to play Trubisky right away. Uh, they had Mike Glennon on that team who they had signed for a big free agency. So their thought was Glennon's going to play. He's going to learn. He's going to sit. He's going to, he's going to, you know, basically take a redshirt year and play. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened with Mahomes. Mahomes got drafted. It's an excellent offensive situation. You got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, you got Kareem Hunt, who they got in that draft as well, who who played exceptionally well as a rookie, and he got to learn from a veteran quarterback who's been a first year. Uh, our first overall pick in Alex Smith and learn how to be a consummate professional. That's what I say. You can't ever look that also like what's the situation you're coming into. Like I know we brought up right. on the pod multiple times. Uh, there's a little bit, you know, Tom Brady, a little bit, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, a couple of examples where you get to kind of sit on the sidelines, learn from some of the best Steve Young, you know, comes to mind. And then right. you walk into a system that has yeah. like the weapons ready for you. Like it's not that, not that dumpster fire transition that we, uh, you know, not to call you out Cleveland. I know you're on the, bouncing back but you know you just there's a time where you're just paper shredding quarterbacks you're just like going through them like you're throwing them out there way too early right. with no talent and it's just like you know like i don't know do we know how good like brady quinn was do we know how good like johnny manzel was you, you know what i'm saying like i know there's like a little bit of character right. issues with the second one but it's also like if they're plugged into a different system where they get to sit and watch for three years like are they a little bit more of a less less chance of washing out than they did Right. We undervalue um, situations in which these these athletes are placed in so much. We never yeah. take into consideration the context. I do. Most awesome. I mean, you know, boy, your boy Brandon you do. does. You do. It's one of those things, too. It's like I, I can't figure out why people are still low on golf. Um, he had he was thrust into the uh, – into the Rams offense that made Todd Gurley look like shit. Yeah. And we all think he's, he's terrible. And if you look at it, if you look, you mentioned Steve young, but also look at Troy Aikman, look at when they have, when the cupboard is bare and they have no good head coaching and no stability around them. Look at what their numbers are. Troy Aikman was a number one overall pick, but if you look at his first three years in the league, not great. Not somebody you're like, oh, that's a Hall of Fame. That's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what I'm bringing up too. Like kind of underestimating is, you know, I think that, that situation in Los Angeles with the Rams really makes me, you know, study the value of like the coach who's leading the team. Like yes. th- yeah. there's, a, there's a reason that like, you know, uh, August 8th is called Jeff Fisher day or whatever. Or is it, is it like, it's either August 8th or it's like July 9th, like the eight and eight or seven and nine consistently doing that. Like right, it's just right. like, let's go there. Anyways. Uh, all right, buddy, we're uh, up against it. Let's jump in real fast just to entertain this question. I don't think they ever would because it's super young talent and the chiefs have been waiting for a young quarterback for right decades and decades. But if they had to move Mahomes and Tyreek Hill as a package, sure. What would be like a good trade for them in return out in the league right now? Uh, Le- uh, LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma. I'm not really sure. Like, there's not, <laughs> like, there's, like, uh, like LeBron James in an NBA franchise. That would be, right, <laughs> be perfect. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that that's the value that you're you're bringing back because right now those two guys. Yeah, is What's there the, are no equals right now. There's not, and it's the youth with it, right? It's just like 
the ceiling still hasn't yeah. been established. So it's like you can't, you can't move that. Even if there was just like, you know, if you had a, a trusted even, you know, like a Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, like you're still like, all right, well, I got like one, two more years on Brees. Like there's just right. no – I think the closest came was maybe when I was going through everything, I was like Deshaun Watkins and like DeAndre Hopkins and like maybe because that kind of gives you the youth trade, but it's still like – the verdict's still a little out on Deshaun Watson after, you know, after the yeah. start of this year. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, that would be the one-two duo that would be comparable. I think you give Hopkins the edge just in overall. Although I will say Hill has really come along in terms of his ability to, um, you know, to, to, to run routes and pass catch and everything like that. But, yeah, so that's a little bit – you're getting a better return on the wide receiver. But, yeah, the quarterback, no, nah, I don't know. And I know there's going to be people on there that are going to talk about arm strength and freak out all about that. <laughs> sure, it, it ain't all sure. about arm strength. That I, You know, it's there's, there's different levels to it. I, I love when you can anticipate people freaking out. You're just like, save your yeah. email. We want your emails, but save those specific emails. Yeah, don't ask, ask questions. <laughs> don't just – don't throw bombs. Don't yell at us. Uh, cool, buddy. You ready to introduce this new segment? Yes. Let's do I it. I am ready. Let's bring it to the new segment. What did we call it again? I forgot what we called it. Mad Degrees of Separation, brother. Mad, Mad degrees, degrees of, of separation. separation. Thank you. Yes. I, I didn't know if it was six degrees of mathlete or, or Mad Ooh, Degrees yeah, of Separation. Oh, yeah, that's all good. I think you said, well, I don't think we're always necessarily athletes. I think you did send me one. God, it's like, I always feel bad. Like, I feel like you feel like I just, like, railroad you. You're like, let's go with this. Let's use this no, no, song. No. And I'm like, nope. No, I do the editing. No, no. Relax. Look, pod partner. <laughs> You never get. You're never gonna get an email from me. Not liking <laughs> you, what you said. You email me. Is this, is this email from my own pod partner? Fuck. I guess I gotta read it. Uh, okay. Cool. So this is we have. I like it. Mad degrees of separation. Boom. Okay. We got. Uh, we have three rounds. What we're doing is. I think you've all played the movie game where it's just like this actor acted with this actor. This actor news this actor and blah 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 just to see the connect. Beforehand, we released yes. the names to each other, and so we can see what we have done, and then we are going to read them live, rela- relaxed off, live, live with each other right now on this podcast. <laughs> oh, and if you guys want to play, I'll drop down what the three rounds are. If you want to hit pause and kind of do a little brain, like yeah. do a little scratch on paper if you want to play. Uh, we'll also, we'll, let's roll these out on uh, on our social media, brother. Let's tell them oh, kind of absolutely. what we're doing. Okay, cool. So we're doing, um, oh, fuck. I don't know if I can say this name right. I always, uh, Colin Kaepernick okay, to... It- Moham Abdul Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Okay. Raouf. Okay, yeah. Colin Kaepernick to Raouf. Uh, we're doing a. Ooh, I almost read my answer. Antonio Brown to uh, John Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Antonio Brown to Jim Brown. Fuck, I hate when I make myself have to fucking edit. Antonio Brown <laughs> to Jim Brown. And then uh, Candace Parker to Parker Posey. Let me clean that up real fast. It. Okay, so we have yeah. Antonio Brown to Jim Brown. We're going to start with. We're going to do Colin Kaepernick to. Uh, Abdul Roof, and then we're going to do Candace Parker to Parker Posey. How's that sound, Pod Partner? Is that better? Uh, it sounds fantastic. If we're going to introduce I a new it. segment, let's not fucking come in all clunky and shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, Antonio Brown to John Brown. I have it in. Or Jim Brown. Or Fuck Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Got... Damn it. John Brown, that fucking <laughs> Cardinals receiver. You got, you got You're like, oh, when the Cardinals play the Steelers like last year, it's just like, yep, that counts. Uh, all right, so I have Antonio Brown to Jim Brown. I have it in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven moves. You have it in seven moves? Yeah, it's pretty I deep. have it in – that's good. I have it in one, two, three, four, five moves. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'll go with my longer one, and we'll see where you trim the okay. fat. Uh, so I go Antonio Brown uh, plays with Big Ben. Yep. 
Um, that he does. That's true. Coach <laughs> Coach Cower, Coach Big Ben, 2006. Okay. Then I have uh, Bill Cower played for the Browns from 1980 to 1982. Then he played with uh, wide receiver uh, Reggie Ruckers from 75 to 81, who was on the Browns. I know who Reggie is. All don't, right. You don't need to explain. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> there was – I was looking for longevity. There was a punter named – oh, man. Fans are going to love this. Um, Don Cockraft from 68 to 80 was the punter for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, then the guard Gene Hickerson from 58 to 73 was on the Cleveland Browns. And then in 1958, Jim Brown, first time All-Pro, his second year in the league, was playing for the Cleveland Browns. I love it. That's very good. Thanks, buddy. Now I went out. I went outside of the sphere Ooh. of that realm. Yeah, I just. Sports I, world, I mean, I, shaved, I was like, I could get. I went down to sports I Wikipedia. Get, sure. Yeah. Exactly, and and that makes sense. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do because we're not just a sports podcast. We're we're, we're an everything podcast. We, all of we, it. We, we touch on it all. All of it. So mine mine includes uh, uh, Chuck Norris <laughs> and. This is awesome. I'm excited. And Mila, and Mila Kunis. Oh, God. You're okay. so good at this game. Let's hear it. I know. I know. So, Antonio Brown was on an episode of Ballers with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. uh, who was in uh, the, the Skyscraper raccoon feature. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All raccoons right. and a little Dwayne uh, Johnson with one leg. Exactly. The over-under, so, uh, more Dwayne Johnson legs or raccoons in that movie? I think it's a dead heat. <laughs> It's even. Even my <laughs> Vegas takes it off the table. Um, so when when uh, when Mr. Johnson was uh, was starting out uh, after he was a uh, wrestling, getting into the acting world, he was actually on an episode of the, that '70s show with none other than young uh, Mila Kunis in, in 1999. Yeah, Mila has a you know a vast uh, acting career. She was on Walker Texas Ranger mm. in 1997. Mm-hmm. Walker with uh, acting with none other than Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris shared the scenes with uh, Giovanni Ribisi in that same Walker, Texas Ranger in 1994. And Giovanni Ribisi was in The Postman, directed and starred in by Kevin Costner, who was in uh, Draft Day, the Cleveland Browns movie, which had Jim Brown in it. Thank you for the win. (laughs) Damn. I'm going to get in trouble now that we don't have something that's arbitrarily <laughs> scored. Fuck. You might shit hand it to me. All right. Uh, we're up against it as we always are. Let's jump on to the next one. Uh, well done, buddy. Obviously, that is a plus one for most awesome. Okay. We're doing uh, that's right. Colin Kaepernick to uh, Abdul Roof. Mahmoud Abdul Roof. Yes. Yep. Would you like me to lead off in this one? Uh, well, how many moves do you have it in? I've got it in five as well. Hmm. Uh, I think I have it in... Uh, four. Ooh, so I'll, okay. I'll leave it. All, right. All right. So Colin Kaepernick was in a Nike commercial recently. That's yes. uh, if you haven't heard about this Nike commercial, <laughs> congratulations, and you live in a cave. Uh, it's Nike commercial. <laughs> right. The Nike commercial does feature LeBron James. LeBron yes. James is in the main conversation of greatest of all time with Michael Jordan. Whenever someone's talking yes. about the greatest of all time, you're talking LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. That's going on. Oh, I like where Michael, you're going with this. I love it already. Michael Jordan played for the Bulls in 1996, which was Abdul Roof's first game back from his suspension as a Denver Nugget. 
Ooh. And Michael Jordan played in that so game. So I thought you were, I thought you were even going to go with... Uh, didn't need the extra moves. I thought, didn't need the extra moves. I, I went thought, direct. Yeah, didn't need it. Well, but you... but. I guess, yes, I guess you can say LeBron James and, and Michael Jordan know each other, but okay. Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah, I just think that, you know, like, I, I think, you know, we're figuring out the rule, rules elbow room, but I definitely think that, you know, that is the conversation. Right. Yeah, LeBron James is Michael you. Jordan. I smoked you, bro. I smoked you. What do you got? Let's see your five. Exactly. So here's, I kept it on straight on the athlete tip on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Kaepernick played with Eric Reed, who we also knelt with at the, uh, for the anthem. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little... A little chest cold there. Uh, Eric Reed played at LSU uh, for in 2010 uh, through 2012. His head coach was Les Miles. Les Miles was the coach at LSU. Um, he was there till 2005, where the basketball coach John Brady was the head coach from 2008 till 1997. And he replaced Dale Brown, the head coach of LSU, who coached uh, Shaquille O'Neal and also a young Chris Jackson, uh, who many of you people don't know, is actually Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf before he changed his name. So I got it in five. Look at that. Well, I beat you. That's how it works. All right. And round three, uh, Candace Parker to Parker Posey. I can get there in four. Ooh, I got it in five. All right, so uh, I'll go first. Uh, Candace Parker was a Tennessee volunteer. Uh, yep. Peyton Manning was a Tennessee volunteer. I'm going Peyton Manning. Uh, actually, how, voice... how are you connecting them, bro? How are you connecting them? They're with their with their their fucking with their alma mater. Okay. Yeah, All with right. their alma the like the fight song they sing. You know, with their like certificates <laughs> well, i can't remember what it's sure, called sure. when you graduate college diplomas the diplomas hanging on their wall that's how it's connected <laughs> it's the same from the same ink with the same orange t on it so that's connected uh so peyton manning was the voice uh in that movie ferdinand and another voice okay. in the movie ferdinand was anthony anderson anthony anderson uh was acted with martin sheen in the departed martin sheen in the greatest role of all time playing president jed bartlett and that was Parker Posey in the West Wing. Oh, okay. I like it. That's good. That's it good. Is good. That's a nice I attempt. Know. But I actually champ, think you yes. could have. Here, here's. I'm actually gonna. Oh, I could have kept it Yours. Damn. I, I'm going. Actually, gonna I'm going. I'm going to add a layer in between sure. yours and 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 keep it there. Um, so Candace Parker, yes, was a Tennessee volunteer, lady volunteer, in 2004 to 2008. Her head coach was Pat Summit, the mm-hmm. late great. Uh, wonderful Pat Summit. She was a head coach at Tennessee from 2012 to 1974. During that time on campus, that's how you can actually connect them. Much more than a a, a, a plaque or anything like that. <laughs> that's where you get to to Peyton Manning in 1997. Um, Peyton Manning was the host of Saturday Night Live. I thought about that. Okay. I almost went down that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and. Um, on that show, it's famously it, 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 the uh, was famously um, announced uh, by the another late great, the Don Pardo, who ran from 1975 to 2013. During that 1984-85 year, there was a young, up-and-coming mockumentary director writer named Christopher Guest. Christopher mm-hmm. Guest cast Parker Posey in Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. Mm. I got there in one, two, three, four. Oh damn! All right, 
Uh, that's a new segment. Write in. If you want us to connect a few athletes, please play at home. We'll roll these out on social media. If you're already listening to it, you've hopefully already seen it because we are maps of our words. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, let's jump into the next segment. It is high noon. I got my six shooters ready. Bring us to that jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. Woo! Neapolitan Showdown. I've been wanting to do this. I've been poking you about it, texting you about it, begging you about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Top three Martin Scorsese movies. Oof! Um. So last at first week, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be just super chalk." But then I dug into it. Yeah, it's I'm deeper. It's it a little Indiana. deeper. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's it is be much fun. deeper. It's a little deeper. Uh, I did win last week. I came in your house and beat you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just you ate my food. That <laughs> you, you you broke bread with me, and yep. then you and Play, then you I beat played me. with some LOL dolls. Like I just like dominated exactly. that entire space. Uh, we didn't have any ice cream that night, so that's probably why. We didn't. I had to scurry out of there, or you guys got me out of there. You're just like, all right, let's, we're <laughs> Brandana full. We're good. Jump in that car. Okay, um, so I will take the ball out. My number three, I think it's going to shock you. This will be interesting, too, if we can. I must want to turn off the guessing number ones, but I won't because yes. I'm just not going to do that. Uh, yep. Goodfellas is my number three. It's mm, really good. And Goodfellas I know, is your three. Goodfellas is, it's got to be on your top three. It has to be. Is Goodfellas on your top three? It is. Okay, okay. Yeah. It is in my top three. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's more of, I don't want to define, I, I'm going to have to more when I talk about number two and number one about why it is better than Goodfellas. But I mean, Goodfellas is, you know, it's that original gangster movie that we all like fell in love with. It's, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the first, you know, poster you put up in your room. It's, you know, if you hadn't heard the F-bomb, you're a F-bomb savant. By the end of it, you're a pro. Right. Uh, it you're was, all full up on F-bombs. Yeah. It's, I mean, like Joe Pesci, like all those characters, like it's just – I. we don't have to tout it up any more than it is. It's just – it's it's classic. It's fantastic. It's great. I love it. Very good. Very strong. The Latanza heist. I just wanted to say that. The Latanza heist. Very strong number three. Yeah. I'm going to go with one that is probably not on your list. Mm. Uh Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying. Sometimes it's hard to get a bead on it you, Brandon. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. But, but I, I'm a wild I, card, I think. Bro. I think you. I think you trend to the newer as opposed to the older. Mm. So I'm going to go with uh, Mean Streets. It's mm. the introduction. Introduction into Martin Scorsese. It is. Um, it also introduces us to Harvey Keitel, the wonderful Harvey Keitel. Uh, it's a gritty, authentic look at low-level criminals in little italy um up until that point you know gangster movies had been really celebrated and had been these you know these big you know kind of uh you know the uh you know the godfather and all these other things where it's like these big you know you know successful gangsters this is a real look gritty look at people just kind of grinding on the street trying to make money trying to hustle and 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 in some cases also being vexed by the position of well do i want to do I want to continue this road of being a gangster or do I want to actually go clean and all these other things um, had tremendous impacts, not only just um, in the, in, in, 
in actors with with James Gandolfini cites this as one of his most favorite movies, and it also influenced uh, Quentin Tarantino and Spike Lee. They uh, they really got into the gangster genre because of Mean Streets. Uh, up until this, Scorsese was not a a household name and actually kind of done a couple not so great films coming out. So Mean Streets. Check that out. Number one, I want to say uh, I need to see it. I haven't seen it, and I will. I do want to say yeah. hats off to both of us for not trying to call him uh, Marty Scorsese like we know him, or <laughs> right. doing that word or the DiCaprio like. Uh, all right, fucking asshole. Ugh. Or the. Uh, Who's doing? Hey, we're potting over here. We're potting over here. I'm trying to pot over here. Uh, yeah, Scorsese. Isn't it like there's that weird like Scorsese pronunciation or something? Yes. Uh, Speaking yes. of Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, so I'm going to score that as Mean Streets um, versus Goodfellas. I mean, I'm going to have to take the points on that. Goodfellas is better than Mean Streets. So I'm going to give myself... Yeah, uh, I, I, give myself I'll give it. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that you're going any higher. At, uh, okay, but anyways. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 to 10, Brandana. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street okay. is my number two. Mm. I mm. Okay, so... I didn't like the previews for this movie. I didn't like the movie when I saw it in the theater. I thought it was like a little about like glorifying like a real life just kind of piece of shit. Uh, right. Yeah. You you heard it out there. It did. It did do that. It did. It do. It did do that. Jordan Belfort. Yeah, Jordan. You heard what we said. Come at us, bros. Yeah. Not a friend of the pod. Jordan. Not a friend of the pod. Get, in, get in line with Steph Curry, Jordan <laughs> Belfort. Jordan Belfort and Steph Curry being like, "What we do?" Uh, yeah. So. Enemies of the pod, yeah, but it's just like okay, so it's extremely rewatchable. It's the only movie that I have actually like saved on my laptop that I can rewatch anytime. Uh, there's just there's dynamite performances. You know, we have my boy from Friday Night Lights. Uh, we have you know Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, did he finally get his Oscar for this? No, no, he got his Oscar in The Revenant. He was nominated for this. Should have won for this. One, one for The Revenant. Yeah. Uh, and it was just I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a fast two and a half hour like really it's just it's it's a fun movie i think it's funny you can tell everybody enjoys being on set and of course the big capper introducing us to the hottest female walking the earth was just the fact margot robbie you heard what i said yes yes this is true um Although I was aware of Margaret, she was on my radar on Pan Am. Oh, she was that uh, Pan Am mm. TV show. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but yes, but yes. You watch network television, Margot bro? Robbie. Bro, I'm all over the place. I gotta <laughs> keep right. it. I gotta keep it tight. Yeah. I gotta keep it tight. You do. As you do. You are the talent of a podcast. You got to keep your kind of finger on the pulse um, of what's going on. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing: is what's the thing? Uh, DiCaprio does a great job of of making a a, a scumbag in Belfort look somewhat like you kind of seemingly kind of root for him you kind of understand like where he's coming from and his his motivations um it does you said it's a fast two and a half hours yes. i would say the only scene that really drags for me and, and maybe purposely so is the quaalude scene where he's yeah like, yeah when he's going down the stairs yeah yep, yep 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 yeah it's a bit much it's a bit long in the tooth and it's like we get it yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I get it. It's a it's an inciting incident into what leads up to it, um, but uh, but yeah. I mean, it it is. I would not put it on my top. It's not on my top three. It is probably in that four or five range 
um, when we're talking about it because I was thoroughly entertained by it. But yes, you're kind of as a as a viewer, um, if you don't know the backstory about the the people that basically he defrauded and all the things that he did, yeah, um, you, you forget that there's people that were sinking their life savings into basically penny stocks, yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, okay, that's good, sure. So I'm gonna go from a sociopath to a psychopath in my number two. Um, I think probably of all of Scorsese's films, this has the most critical acclaim. I'm going to go with number two, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. All right. Following up with Mean Streets, nominated for Best Picture, has uh, Kaitel in it again. Um, you have a young Jodie Foster. You have a tour de force in um, Robert De Niro playing Travis Bickle. You have the famous, you know, you talking to me. Mm-hmm. You talking to me? I don't see you. Know you talk, who the fuck you talking to me? That's you know. I mean, just great scenes, and then his uh, him slowly and a, and a young Sybil Shepherd, um, who he falls in love with and misguidedly uh, asks her on a date. She finally decides to go out with. <laughs> he takes her to a porno movie. I mean, it's just it's just <laughs> yeah. uh, it's an unbelievable movie. Um, Taxi Driver number two, probably yeah. his his best film that he never won anything for until uh, The Departed. All right, I had a taxi fare last night. It was $28. That's going to be the score for that taxi driver. And on a scale of 1 to 10, Margaret Robbie is a 20. So we're sitting at 40 to 38 going in to Ooh, the final round. Up. Man, I, why are we just like, we're so kismet. It's always, it's uh, I, people, I don't try to do this. I score this as fair, right. fairly as I can. It's always just a dead heat. It is so close. I know. And we're about to so go I'm into the same you. number one. Yeah, maybe not. We're we're about. Well, see, because I'm looking at you, and and I know your love for gangs in New York. As you <laughs> talked up about Bill the Butcher, right, right, right. right. You talked up Bill the B- yeah, Butcher, yeah. but then there's also the, the Departed out there. And like I said, mm-hmm. you're a modern era. You're a modern era guy. So yeah, so I it's am. Definitely I, not the, it's definitely not the Aviator. It's definitely not the Aviator. I no. know that. Well, which I is just, an underrated movie. I okay, so I can't guess because I did by default. You know, I was going to guess Raging Bull, but I do know that Goodfellas is on your list, which you admitted to. So that's where we're at, right? Yes. We're at, okay. Yeah, exactly. So I can't. Goodfellas is my number one. I can't take that but, shot, but, which yes. which it should be. What's my number one, bro? This is for all the marbles. Actually, Ooh. you guess my number one. I'll give you two guesses. You guess my number one. You win the Neapolitan Showdown with two guesses. If you don't guess it, then I win it. That's how we're going to handle okay. it today. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go Gangs of New York. It is not Gangs of New York. Okay, it's not Gangs of New York. Now I'm now I'm just scrolling because the only one in my in my brain is The Departed. <laughs> sure. And, so I'm gonna go The Departed. You're gonna depart it? Oh, I thought I thought maybe yeah. since I offered it to you, you wouldn't go with two. You mentioned it is not The Departed, my man. Brother, what oh. what is the segment right after this segment? Uh, gambling Corner. What movie has the most gambling oh. in it? The Color of Money. No, I do love the color of money. Casino, brother. Casino. Oh, my God. Damn casino. It. Son of a bitch. You should bitch. have been all over this. I love Casino. I should have been all over casino, that. Casino. God it, damn it. Yeah, I love when you get frustrated with yourself because now I know, like, I was right. Okay, it so was, it has, yes. uh, like, has everything. It has a gambling in it, like the classic scene with just, like, you know, him setting lines, the car driving, and sunglasses. It also introduced us, a Brandana at a very young age, like, how hot is worth how crazy just with his wife like she was batshit yes. nuts but he would kind of put up with it and you could kind of like go back and forth it's just like and every performance is amazing casino is my number one i cannot not watch it when it comes on i'm obsessed with that movie yeah yeah um i think that's my number right. three movie of all time actually 
uh, ooh, that's so high for that movie. It's not even his. It's it is definitely for. It's on my. It's my number four casino. It is. It's great to watch. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, you've got a great James Wood character who's who plays the the lechiest of all leches, yeah. who's in there. I mean, that scene where he's on the phone is just is unbelievable. So good. Um, it's a little long, but it's it's everything that we've already seen in Goodfellas. How how can you first off, Goodfellas is jobbed for Best Picture in 1990 right. by fucking Dances with Wolves. Dances with another Wolves, Kevin sure. Costner. Yeah, I, I hear you, Kevin. I hear you, and I know you're <laughs> you listen to the pod as per episode two, the Lost Pod. Yes, the you Lost mentioned Box. the Love Love Time. Here's 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 the thing that is so good about Goodfellas is just all the details the. The, the details. This is my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of Goodfellas, and it's such a throwaway line that people don't even realize it. I'm talking about in the Lufthansa heist. Oh, when... give, give, me, give me the lead-in line, and let me see if I can guess what the next line is. Is that possible? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I, okay. I, I don't Do know what the, the lead-in line is. Yeah, because it's... Um, well, well, I'm not talking about when they're bringing them all. Well, the lead-in line is... is uh, um, is between Maury and Jimmy, and he's like, "Oh, can I talk to you?" He's like, "Oh, this guy's a bra- ball breaker, a total ball breaker." Yeah. And, and they're talking, and, and then they're talking about a late night spot, and then he goes, "Or oh, do they have Kanishas there? Can I get Kanishas? I want to get Kanish for Pat." And when they kill Maury, mm-hmm. that's the scene I'm talking about mm. because it's such a throwaway line because Henry Hill was involved in the BC uh, Boston College points shaving yeah. scandal, which is a real life event. Yep. And right before they kill him, Maury says, hey, do you hear about the thing in Boston that we're doing where we're we're shaving points? And it's such like a – it's a nut. And then, you know, Tommy obviously then, you know, sticks a, like, ice pick in his back of his head. It's such a throwaway line, and it could have been anything. It could have just – it could have been Kanishas. It could have been anything. But they chose to put such a, like, a – a, a meaty little detail like in that that I feel like that is why that movie is so exceptional. Yeah. And all the things that they pay it off with um, when the guy has a fur coat and they hang him in the freezer and a million different little things like that between or or or, or let's just talk about the scene where Tommy gets whacked when they thought he was going to get made and just the art, the the run of emotions that Jimmy goes through in in the in the parking lot of the diner in the in the um the payphone where he like is trying to hold in tears and trying to suck it in. And the guy's like, well, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. There's nothing we could do. Yeah. About yeah. It. Sorry. yeah you know, good. It's such an amazing scene. It is. It is. It's really good. I think maybe like the only, it's hard to really break down. I know there's some people that prefer casino over Goodfellas. I don't think it's quite like a, you know, it's not like a lock stock, two smoking barrels and like snatch debate, you know, where I think like right. legit people right. have that based on what they saw first. Like I, I just, I, I think it's a little bit of really maybe not that I don't love Leota in Goodfellas. I do. I just, I, I don't know. Like I like the arc of the casino and then I feel like Goodfellas or a casino really gives us what we wanted in Goodfellas, which is like, it's just chock full of Robert De Niro versus Joe Pesci. Like they're going back and forth. Like they're just kind of relationships changing and you just get like all of that. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's definitely of all the Scorsese films, it is his fourth best. I'll put it at that. All right. Well, email us your favorite Scorsese <laughs> movies at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we do the Neapolitan Showdown every week. This has been three in a row for Brandana sneaking up on Ooh. that four Pete. You got to keep an eyeball on it, brother. You got to keep an eyeball. Out. All right. Look uh, we're up against it as we always are. Let's jump into that gambling corner. Bring me to the jam.
Trailing Corner, we're talking about fan duels fuck up. So uh, here's what went yes. down most awesome. You emailed me about this when you saw it. I had a few other people send me some text. Uh, there's a $110 yep. bet placed in week two on the Broncos versus Raiders. The Broncos were coming down trailing by two. Uh, about to score a couple betters. I didn't get the official number. I don't think they're releasing how many betters got it in. One better specifically bet $110 uh, on this bet, and he got it at 750 to 1 odds. Mm. Just to tell you how crazy uh, those odds are, so the Minnesota Vikings were trailing the Buffalo Bills 27-2-0 at halftime, and you could mm-hmm. get a bet in. You bet $100 to win 500 Guys, that's five to one odds, and that's a team trailing by twenty-seven points at halftime, which would have to be right. you know one of the top you know five regular season comebacks in NFL history. Uh, this was a team trailing by two going down the field, about to kick a field goal. So uh, I'm rambling on and on. It's eighty-two thousand dollars. He won it. FanTool did decide to pay it out. Uh, here's my quick take. Most awesome. Then I want to hear yours. I don't think they should have had to pay it out. They're going to pay it out. Here's why they're going to pay it out, and they have. They decided they have for all the winners. They're paying it out because this sports gambling is new and they don't want to get the scarlet letter of we don't pay like our bets. So it's it's too much. It's it's a new, it's just this new industry that's booming up that's now legal and FanDuel, it's worth them to pay $82,000 because the last thing they want to do is just like, oh, well, there's FanDuel and there's whatever like DraftKings or like Bovada, like, oh, I'll go with Bovada. I'll go with the company that I haven't heard about not paying their bet. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, I, you, they would pro- they probably paid more in their marketing budget on one small radio spot or ad spot or ad run than they will for that payout. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I, I 100% agree with you. Because you're right, because I was reading the, the all the info on it. Because they, they did try and give them like 500 bucks. $500 in like Giants tickets. Two, Big mistake with Giants, Giants tickets. tickets. Yeah, just yeah. keep those to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. 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 Um, they didn't have any like Jimmy John's coupons or uh, like or some tickets like to Hamilton or something. Like just like think outside <laughs> right, the box. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah. So it's just one of those things that it was just like, um, yeah. It was like it's so worth it. But they the, by the letter of the law, from everything it sounded like, they didn't have they didn't need to do it, but they did it because I think they they're reading the tea leaves and going this isn't going away and sports gambling online is not going away and yeah we don't want to get dra- dragged into the mud or at least even get the like notion that we don't pay out yeah exactly there's just no option to do that and like we said like it's it's a new industry also right like this is just happening like yeah oh, yeah maybe if it like sports gambling is around for like 10 years just like oh like we'll have more stories about this happening it just happened to happen to fan duel and so what we can do uh right. just to catch you guys up to a uh, little uh tiny segue on this is so live sports gambling is a thing and what you'll see is you know some people have have it done you know they'll actually have it used to be offshores now would set lines as kind of the game changes. So, you know what? There's Vikings versus, or there's, let's say, Chiefs versus the 49ers. The Chiefs are favored mm-hmm. by, you know, six and a half points, seven points. So the Chiefs, yep. like, yep. going into that game are negative, you know, 250, whatever. So as the game starts, if the Chiefs score a touchdown, just keep action happening, you can still bet on the football game with live betting, which a lot of the sites are doing. So what you'll bet now is the line will change or the premium on the money line will change. So now it'll be, you know, Chiefs score a touchdown. So now that line will probably change to like, you know, Chiefs minus 10 and a half or Chiefs minus like 11. And then also to take Chiefs money line will be like a negative 450, something like that. So that's that's what's happening here. So we're going to see more of this. Why I didn't necessarily want them to pay for it is because I don't want it to... 
I like being able to gamble like that. And I don't want that compromised because algorithms can't keep up to it. I think what they just have to do is, you know, we're going to hear more stories about this. And FanDuel has set the pace like we're going to pay. So I imagine other people will pay. And, you know, I'm I'm on my live betting side all the time looking for that one little fuck up. Sure. Yeah, no, exactly. It's one of those things. It's You're right. Like, did they set a precedent? And is it worth it? But I mean, at what risk of I mean, there's probably there's so many more winnings that there have happened in that live betting scenario than they are losing. So are they just going to, you know, count it as like a sunk cost every once in a while? Our algorithms going to screw up and we're going to offer something that is, uh, you know, that we can't take back. I mean, that's the thing is, is because that bet was only there for. A minute, yeah, thirty seconds. I mean, it was a short bet. They, they also they, you know, a short window for him to bet on it. They also bring up a good point. Like he did not, uh, he didn't place this bet online, and so for the person to run the register, that has to be you know part of the FanDuel team, and you kind of have to see those odds coming in. And even if it's just a rule of thumb, like there would on no football game live betting would there ever be a seven hundred and fifty to one payoff. With anything. Right. Like we just talked about that Bills Vikings game, which is a pretty big, like, maybe that's not as strong because, like, you know, the Vikings were a favorite team in that. But even if you flipped and the Vikings were up 27 nothing, like, you could still, like, it still wouldn't be 750 to one for the Bills to come back. You know, you get like plus 2,000, something like that, which is like a, you know, 20 to one bet. Right. Right. So, wait, so they didn't place that online? I didn't read that part. No, they he played, he placed, yeah, at a, yeah, the, the, uh, the Meadowlands uh, sports book. So he bet it in oh, person. They, so he had, the, I gotcha. he, he ran up and handed yeah. money to a person, and that person was just like, "Yep, this bet looks good." And just like, I don't know, you kind of have to have that's that's one more stopgap you kind of need, where it's just like train your employees. Gotcha. It's just like these odds don't make sense. Right, 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 right. Call somebody over at least for verification yeah. before he plays it. Um, beautiful. No, that's great. That's interesting. Well, hey, for everyone that's out there, look for your look for that edge, <laughs> that one edge it. we have on the house. Sounds like they're paying out. Uh, all right, buddy. Awesome. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, MVP of the week. I am going with. I too. I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I got to see him live last week after I saw Most <laughs> Awesome, and I'm not sucking up to our listening audience, even though it sounds like that. I might right. as well just let you assume that. Uh, Ten touchdowns and zero interceptions through two games. I think he has three today at least that's uh yeah at least at the time when we're recording, recording yeah yep. that's that's no that's no joke that's that's the real deal so uh yeah yep. as much as i think we'd be talking about this a lot more if your nice text threads weren't constantly just blown up by fucking chiefs fans like just like the second coming with this mahomes <laughs> thing <laughs> so it does right. but i'm not gonna let that dilute it it is uh it is impressive Ooh, should we start calling him pat Ma- mab holmes oh man that would make them lose their mind yes now, now so let's do fire. it hot fire pat, pat mab holmes. holmes uh yeah he's playing really like good it. football and it's you know the league i think the last three four years you know we have a lot of our our quarterbacks that have been around for eight ten years and it's good to see this research in quarterbacks and mahomes is kind of leading the leading the trail on this I'm, I like it. I love it. I'm going with uh, from Mahomes, Map Holmes, excuse me, who's Map a flamethrower, yeah. to uh, to flame broiled burgers. I'm talking about, or is that Burger King? I don't remember. Is it Wendy's or Burger King? Who does flame broiled? I think flame broiled. I think that's Burger King. Oh, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> Wait, I'm going with else? Wendy's. Did, never did mind. It, yeah, from one. Did MVP just change? No, 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 okay. no, no. From one red hot quarterback to one red hot spokesperson mm. i'm going with wendy's um 
I just love it. Uh, Michigan beat down Nebraska. Um, the person who runs Wendy's social media is uh, the epitome of social media <laughs> game. You, you because she wrote, she wrote down. I do love them. <laughs> she wrote down, or I think it's a she because it's Wendy's. I'm not sure. Um, baby, she said might need a Scott Frosty to ice down that beating Nebraska is taking. Fat, fresh fan reaction, and uh, some little fan ra- went out there, absolutely no respect, and just advertising blow my, blows my mind. Wendy's is trashed. And she wrote back, it's honestly not even mean we offer a dessert for a team that's hurting. Some people need to moisturize that thin skin, which I just love when Damn. corporate entities yeah. will give it back to people. Yeah. Hey, look, Twitter, we're all just out there having fun. Right. Um, so my MVP of the week is for uh, the person who handles he or she, where, whoever you are, Wendy's social media. Hats I, off to you. I do respect that because I think you see a lot of just like um – Hey, we'll give you like a free coupon. Like, sorry, we're just trying to have fun, but just to like keep the burns coming on the thin skin. I love it. Um, all right, yeah, so send yeah. us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. This has been MAB Sports Podcast episode 30 coming at you. Brother, where can they find us on social media? They can find us at Wendy's. No, I'm just kidding. They can, they can find us <laughs> at map underscore sports. That's at MAB underscore sports with an S. Uh, love it. Holler at us. I am Brandana, and why don't you sign yourself off, Most Awesome? Look, man, there's no Penny Podcast here because I'm the Wolf of Mad Street. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.